And we're back on the rule of three. Uh, two comics, three topics, ten minutes each. The perfect podcast for your modern lifestyle. Uh, I'm your host, Tim Slegel. On the other end, uh, Ben Washburn, as always. Hey. Hello. Hello. And uh, actually, we uh, we we, we kind of gave short shrift to the uh, to the fact checker last week. He was <laughs> a bit, a bit. <laughs> he was he was on hold, and uh, we dumped him. We couldn't. Uh, we, we were we were fascinated listening to our own voices. So <laughs> not enough time for facts. So. We were too busy pulling things out of our butt. So uh, in this week's episode, we actually have we actually have a full fact check episode. Man, a and, lot of truth. And uh, it's just so much truth in fact checking. <laughs> it's crazy. So, without any further ado, please welcome the official fact checker of the Rule of Three, Mr. Jeffrey Jenna. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi. Hi, Jeff. Good. Well, good so far. Let's see how. Yeah, you know, here's the thing: is like, I got laid off of my comedy jobs, many jobs I lost starting on. I haven't worked since March fifteenth. Oh yeah, which yeah. is. The longest I haven't worked in my adult life, if you don't count the five years I spent at college. Wow. <laughs> and you're counting comedy as working then. Is what yeah, well, kind of. I yeah. do too. Okay. So, yep. uh, but my, my podcast listening schedule was kind of tied up because I listen to podcasts when I'm traveling. I don't listen to them when I'm at home. Uh-huh. So I would, I would listen to Rule of Three like when I was in an airport or on a plane or on a ship or at a theater. And, uh, you know. <laughs> if it was I, a real I, bad movie. If Mrs. Jenna dragged it out, Mrs. Jenna dragged you out to a rom-com. <laughs> this is worse than Rule of Three. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of got behind on my fact-checking. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and we ran amok. I'm, I'm sure. going to need the whole episode. Yeah, we, <laughs> we just figured, yeah, we were fi- we just figured we were being accurate. We, we, wow, we must have been yeah. pretty good the past and couple here's weeks. Here's the sad news: I had to listen to eight episodes. Oh, oh. like That's... half, like it, and you guys are difficult to take in ten minute segments. <laughs> <laughs> About four hours. I don't think think that keeps the virus away. I don't (laughs) think you can catch the coronavirus. It like starts to go into your body and it's like, I'm leaving. Hey, next next Friday, I'm getting uh, antibody tested for a a compassionate uh, plasma project I have going at the universe. You know what compassionate plasma is? I I might not even be doing that might not even be the right word. Yeah, but, compassionate yeah. plasma sounds like an excuse you give a girl in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds new agey to me. Like you don't have very compassionate like plasma. When, when you have the antibodies yeah. and they take your your platelets and your plasma from your blood and give oh. them to somebody who's sick. Oh. Helps huh. them get better because you're injecting, you're putting your antibodies yeah. into their body. Okay. All right. There's several universities around the country who are doing to see how uh, they're doing projects to see how efficient or how well that works. Oh, okay. Huh. And the University of Cincinnati is one of those. And so I called them up and I said, I think I've had the corona. Oh. And 
so I'm next Friday. I'm going in and get tested, and if I have antibodies, I'm going to donate my uh, plasma. And it's um, is it called? Not it's not compassionate. Oh, I forget what it's called. Yeah, yeah but it's yeah. also it's also get out of jail free card. Yeah. I mean, if you so, got the if you got the antibodies, if you've had yeah. it, it's like uh, so, woo. I believe I had it in mid-January, and uh, I had all the symptoms. I had headaches, fever, and a horrible, hacking, non-productive cough for about two weeks. Yeah, it sounds like that's it, yeah. So uh, I'm going in to get tested. Uh, I know a couple other comedians who have been tested and gotten positive uh, test results. Wow. So, um, so anyway, you know, we, we certainly, you know, travel and— uh, Yeah. Exposed to a ton of germs. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, so I'm I'm going to go back to an episode in April where uh, you guys were talking about the plague, the Black Plague, and plague yeah. years. And uh, you know, Ben said something, and I don't remember exactly what he said about. Well, what were they studying back in medical school then? Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought, well, were there even medical schools then? And what did they study in medical school That's a good back question. in the 1300s? So I kind of did a little research. Uh, the first, the, the longest existing, continuously active medical school in the world is at the University of Montpelier in France. Hmm. Their medical school was, it's uncertain what year the actual medical school started, but it was known that there were at least three doctors teaching and working there in eleven oh wow seven hmm. wow back before they knew anything to teach they were teaching yeah. people the wrong stuff leeches wow, and amazing. leeches and rattles right and leeches were the good, good stuff <laughs> yeah and uh, and this the school was uh, famous for arguing in the fourteenth century that the black death was caused by a miasma that oh, entered yes. bodies through yeah. pores. And uh, and different openings, and saying that the Montpelier doctors advanced the theory that bathing helped with the Black Death because mm. it opened the body's pores. Hmm. But actually, opening the body's pores made people more susceptible to well, the body. <laughs> yeah, Whoops! Well. Yeah, miasma. Yeah. My son brought that up the other yeah. day. The miasma, they believe. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> sarcastically, <laughs> like no, he knew. He said, "Dad, oh, they had this miasma." I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, no, I thought it might have been a uh, cool it with a miasma, Dad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so then, every. So second. then you guys got off into another uh, kind of tangent on uh, anatomy. Like, didn't they know about human anatomy? And I always thought that human dissection had been frowned upon. Until the 17 or 1800s. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked up, you know, I, if somebody's looking at my Google searches lately. <laughs> <laughs> murderer. Yeah, murderer. Several searches for human dissection. Uh, so they're going to think <laughs> I'm trying to cut somebody up. <laughs> but uh, the uh, modern, modern anatomy was started by Andreas Valeus. Uh, he was Belgian. He was born in 1514 into a family of physicians. His work, the Humani Corpus Fabricum, 
The Fabric of the Human Body. There's mm -hmm. seven books, and it was published in 1543. So th there wasn't a lot of uh, anatomy, human dissection before then, although the Greeks had um, done dissections back mm -hmm. in times. When it got into Roman times, Dissection was kind of frowned upon, and I'll circle back. Yeah, unless to that it was later. done in a, unless it was done in the middle of the Colosseum. Yeah, well, that was a whole different. <laughs> that's that's interesting. I wonder if they just like soldiers at the end of the day would compare notes. You know, well, I stabbed him here, and this came out, or because <laughs> yeah. they had to know. You know, yeah. they had to have some right. idea. Well, yeah. they, they knew where the heart was and things like yeah. that, but I don't know. Think they had a a working anatomy human. I, well, here's 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 something. I, go ahead, Tim. Uh, it, it's like uh, uh, Prometheus was punished uh, by a crow that would eat his liver every day and uh, and then fly away until uh, uh, his liver regenerated. And then the crow would come back and peck at it again and for for eternity. That for, so for giving for giving so they liver. knew not only yeah they knew about the liver they knew it was important and they knew it was regenerative. Is the crow kind of a metaphor for alcohol? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's anything that bothers you is the crow. <laughs> ah. So anyway, uh, but it, the Greeks actually did some in. Uh, about 300 BC, the Greeks did some human dissection, and but when the Romans kind of took over, the Romans frowned upon human dissection. Mm -hmm. um, and in Italy, figured as uh, Ben said, Italy figured very prominently in the last worldwide pandemic. Uh, the plague started in the European part of the plague started in a 1347 in Messina, Italy. Yeah. When a ship from the Black Sea, 10 ships came there, and when they finally docked, most of the crewmen were dead. Those who were alive were covered with boils and pussy, nasty sores. Um, oh, and just a little side note, uh, later on, the, the plague recurred a number of times in the 1300s, in the Middle of Ages, and the Italians started when ships would come from ports they didn't know about, they would make them spend the before they no anybody could get off the ship or unload the cargo of the ship. The Italians would make them spend thirty days alone, which was called a Trentino. Yeah, and it was later increased to forty days, which was quarantine. called a Quarantino. Yeah. yeah, which our modern word quarantine comes forty days. Okay. So like. I, I uh, you know, it, it's sad to admit you enjoy reading about the Black Death. <laughs> <laughs> it's fascinating, wasn't it? I, it was that's why we picked and, it as a topic. I, I read it and thought, the, wow. I got into the whole thing with the masks that you talk about. and Yeah. And, and really, really amazing, amazing I thought the, the flagellants, the, the, group, oh. the religious group that would go from town to town and, and yeah. beat themselves yeah. Just the Which way is, that they got followers and then used that to kill people, and it just, just going from crazy. town to town beating themselves. It sounds like comics. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were the first. And it's dark, strange. Comics. It's not exactly the same, but I, uh, as a, a dad, I use a lot of flatulence 
yeah. to uh, keep my social distance. The same. Know. The same. Actually, effect. I use it as a diagnostic tool. Is, uh, <laughs> is uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll have an eruption. And I go, oh, no COVID yet. Yeah. Oh, really? They know. <laughs> because you might want to. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but that that's about all I had about the Black Death there. Uh, that's enough, but... I think. The Roman physician Galen, who was one of the fathers of modern medicine, Galen, since he could not dissect human beings, he's a pretty smart guy. He uh, decided that he would dissect monkeys. He just, he just, how, where is he getting the monkeys? Did Galen, I don't know. What's his monkey source? That just, where was he located? Where's Galen? Rome. He was Rome. Rome. There, yeah. Were there monkeys all over? There must have been monkeys. Well, they got them from Africa, probably. You know, the Romans ran the whole deal. Well, you know, this is this is kind of interesting, interesting. That, that, that you're bringing that up because now there's a tie-in. Because I don't know if you remember Planet of the Apes, but uh, Galen was the scientist in Planet of the Apes. Oh, really? Or yeah. The scientist? No, the, 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 the statesman. statesman. Okay, Dr. So Zayas comes, was the scientist. That comes from this? The, the, Obviously, the Roman... yeah. Yeah. The Roman yeah. scientist Galen, who used to dissect the monkeys. <laughs> yeah. That a little seems bit, like a little bit of Rod Serling irony in that, I yeah, would say. Yeah, but I mean, if monkeys understood the film, they would be deeply offended. <laughs> the, yeah, dare the you. surgeon that practiced on them was named after the butcher evil surgeon Galen. Interesting. Oh, man. It's like doing a movie about Native Americans and calling one of them Columbus. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good par well, I'm not gonna say that's a good parallel, but I do think that's accurate. Uh, but I, I have always taught my son this this incredible rule that monkeys are always funny. I don't care. <laughs> I, that's something I, he'll use but, the rest of his life, I since, think. But that, since the time my son was a little tiny boy. I taught him that monkeys were always funny. I said, there's two rules in comedy, son. One, if you do something over and over and over again, long enough, people will eventually start laughing at you. Yes. Yeah. And number two, monkeys are always funny. And that's true. And they're both very true. And Hamburger. Hamburger. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I'll I, I tell you two great examples of the... Of the of, <laughs> I saw Gilbert Gottfried one night many, many years ago oh, yeah. at Catch a Rising Star in New York come out, and for 20 minutes, all he did was say hello. <laughs> wow. Hello. See, that's funny to me, but I bet the audience, he might have walked a Brilliant. And now he, you know, and then uh, on another night, and I didn't see this in person, but I heard about it, um, Andy Kaufman at Catch a Rising Star in New York sang the entire version of 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, at first, people were laughing. 
And then yeah. it got into the 80s and people were, you know, yelling and telling <laughs> stop you it. You mean the decade of the 80s? Or... <laughs> yeah, I mean the 80s. You know, the number of that lasted eight years. On the wall. <laughs> yeah. And apparently in the 60s and 50s, some people started to walk out. Yeah. And then in the 40s and 30s, people started singing along. Oh, brilliant. And when he got to the end, standing, standing ovation. ovation. Yeah, they get it. No, Have it was you, over. <laughs> <laughs> the next comic was coming out. <laughs> now that's when he goes, he just stops for a second. There was 100 bottles of beer and he launches in and then they boo and they throw stuff. Right. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but monkeys, although I love them and I think they're hilarious and I love pictures of monkeys and things like that, uh, monkeys are really nasty. Yeah, they're gross. They are, they're, oh, they're vicious, too. Vicious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, in fact, I don't remember, if you remember, a few years back, there was kind of a rash of things where pet chimpanzees turned on people. Oh, yeah. And, like, ripped their faces off. It, yeah. it, ripped the, it ate the lady's face off. I, I, my theory was she was probably wearing some fruit-flavored lip gloss. And then the, like maybe banana fl- and then the monkey. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, <laughs> I, but monkeys are, are really vicious and really yeah. nasty and they're at heart wild animals. And so when you were talking about the monkey gangs in Thailand, yeah. it's, yeah, I believed it, man. I think, you know, and they like <laughs> monkeys are a lot like, you know, there's an alpha, you know, there's an alpha male mm-hmm, who is yeah. the head monkey and he's yeah. the head monkey until a beta male challenges him and defeats him in a fight. Uh, And then he, and like, I know in baboon troops, once the alpha male is disgraced, he's kind of like, he goes off to die, you know, to live alone because he's not part of the group anymore. Kind of like Nixon Mm. did. Yeah. That's what they do. It's so that's kind of, what is that? Is that like a Republic or is that a democracy? What would we call that? I I, I think it's a dictatorship. It's a dictatorship. Yeah. yeah, monkeys live in a dictatorship. They don't get to vote. No. But the, the, the upside is they don't have to carry an ID either. <laughs> they, you know, it's worth it then. Totally worth it. No, they don't have to go down to the DMV and register and you know things like that. So it's just totally not. all the red tape of bureaucracy. There's no monkey bureaucracy. You're telling me. Very good. Uh, but in the monkey discussion somewhere, there was a mention of colonels, like a, a colonel, uh, and my father, may he rest in peace, was a Kentucky colonel. Oh. And I think somebody, I don't know if it was Tim or Ben, I think it was Tim, said, oh, they make you an honorary colonel in the state militia. Not, not correct. The honorable <laughs> order of Kentucky colonels is a distinction that the governor gives to people for meritorious service to the state. Really? Uh, and my father was a Kentucky colonel. Uh, and uh, I know that Tim knows this guy. I don't know if ben, if you know a comedian named Mark Klein yeah. from L- Louisville. But Mark oh, okay. is a member. He's a Kentucky Honor- colonel. Mark is the member of the Honorable Society of Kentucky Colonels. The, on order. It's an order of Kentucky colonels. And you get like a my dad got a like a beautiful scroll, you know, from the governor, and uh, 
that wow. had the state seal on it and, you know, proclaimed him a Kentucky colonel. So, and I of course, that. Colonel Sanders, Colonel Sanders was a Kentucky colonel. So is that where that comes from? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. He was not a. So no, he wasn't a military guy at all. <laughs> no. no. Well, well that white that white himself. uniform would only be appropriate in Latin America anyway. So <laughs> and it's like and he couldn't have been very colonel. high ranking because not many <laughs> yeah. gold braids on that on that uniform. <laughs> so that's what's going on. Was it just okay. is it just Kentucky, Jeff? That that that, uh, that happens. I, I, don't, I don't think any other state has honorable colonels in the South. Hmm. I I don't believe they do. I. I I could be wrong. I looked it up. I tried to find it. I didn't see any other states that had it. And I only know about the Kentucky colonel thing because, you know, I grew up as a as a young guy. I grew up in Kentucky. Right. And, and my father, of course, had his on his wall at his house at his framed certificate from the Kentucky colonel. Okay. Claiming him a Kentucky colonel. My That's only my only exposure to it is was uh, from Inherit the Wind. Is uh, uh, one of the yeah one of the uh, one of the attorneys the one that was uh, uh, supposed to be uh, William Bryan's uh, Jennings I William think Jennings Bryan Jennings Bryan yeah uh, w- was uh, uh, referred to as a colonel in the in the court and then the and Spencer Tracy was. Spencer Tracy also said uh, well if he's going to be a colonel I, uh, I I it's it's unfair unless you refer to me as colonel as well. And that's so they, they so they both became the in inherit the when they both were referred to as colonels. Well, I don't I don't remember it that well. Um, I don't. That's, I don't remember uh, that. That's you really watch that closely. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. I just have a I just have a memory for weird points. That's yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. a, it's it's like a it's like a Google with a skipping hard drive. <laughs> Useful. Very useful. <laughs> That's why uh, I need a fact checker. Let me move through some other stuff here that okay. I have. Uh, uh, so uh, there was a discussion about Tokyo toilets. Uh, I think that was in the March uh, 23rd episode. Uh, you guys were talking about toilet technology in Tokyo. Yeah, yes. And uh, how a toilet can cost $17,000. Crazy, yeah. It's nuts. But when I was in Tokyo, well, this was back in the like mid middle to late 70s. I visited Japan a couple times. Uh, most places had uh, old-fashioned kind of Japanese bathrooms, which basically there was a pole that you hung onto and squatted over a hole. So they gave you a pole to hold onto so that yeah. you could hover. Squat over the hovering hole. And I used to, like I stayed in a boarding house in uh, an area uh of Japan called Ikibukuro. And mm. uh, yeah. I used to, my, my big treat to myself was I would go down to the Ginsu or the nicer parts of the shopping area where there are American style uh, department stores and the restrooms there were Western style restrooms. Oh, so you could <laughs> sit. Uh, so that would be your so you joy. Didn't, you didn't have to, you didn't have to crap like a stripper. That's yeah. it, and I would I would what, take a book. What, uh, what did you just what, what did you just say? That's not how they they That's don't a, perform all the time. Uh, they, 
<laughs> I just don't. I don't. I just I don't the, like the, the, the way Jeff described the position. That's kind of what that, um, what, what I imagined was. It. Or is it a horizontal pole? I, I was picking. No, no, I think they sit like yeah, the a vertical was... pole that you yeah you 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 hold on to and squat down. That's. <laughs> Make it rain. <laughs> Make it rain. Make it rain deuces. All right. scrolls yes the theme of the bible in new york yeah and uh i i knew this because it, it's kind of like a thing that i'm interested in is art fake fake oh. art yeah it's amazing stuff art forgery yeah and it's estimated that 10 percent of all the arts in all museums are fakes the good ones right yeah. is that like, even like you, the, the good stuff and there was a a museum, and I, I can't. I'm looking through my notes, and I can't find the name of the mu- museum right now. But at one smaller museum in France, they spent three hundred thousand dollars on some new uh, acquisitions, and eighty percent of them were fakes. It happens a lot. Wow. I just I saw a, a documentary a about that. It's in crazy. fact, there is a museum called the Museum of Art Fakes in Vienna, Austria. Oh, huh. that has a collection of art that they have gotten from various places that are forgeries. Yeah. Forgeries. At, a, at, a, at an incredible discount from the list price, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And you're not selling those for a profit. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing to me that how many uh, supposed art experts are fooled year after year. Yeah. Bye. There was a great documentary I saw about that recently, and they get fooled because they get in a race to, to buy, you know, an authentic right. this or that. So they start these bidding wars, and they want it so bad they want it to be authentic that they just. Hmm. And yeah, they don't want goes, they they don't want to be outbid by by. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Yeah, and uh, and and the listeners can Google this if they want if they're interested in it. I found a great article in Business Insider about the 10 greatest art forgeries of all time. So, If I was going to forge an art piece, I would take it to Antiques Roadshow. Because I, <laughs> I, I understand after the show, if you, if you actually found something, that, they, that, they'll, that they'll take it off your hands right there. And, yeah. uh, so, so you would, you say? That's how I would do it. Yeah, I would show up. And, I, found this, you I, found this, I found this at a, at, in a you know, storage unit. Is it worth anything? Or, I think, oh, that, so I think this is a they, Picasso. How much do you want for it? But do you think they would fall for it? <laughs> they wouldn't know? I don't know. I don't know. It's I, worth the shot. <laughs> and then another area where there is an incredible amount of fake stuff on the market is sports memorabilia. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's I, everywhere. I, I, I kind of just when I was researching art fakes, I ran into a lot of stuff about fake sports stuff and how people have been built out of millions and millions of dollars buying Sham, uh, Babe Ruth autographed baseballs, and you know, yeah, with polyester like stitching. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a 
aluminum bat that the Babe Ruth hit. His his 1,200th home run. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I knew that that was rampant with the sports stuff. I might might own some. uh, I... You know, I have a little sports memorabilia, and uh, in, in fact, I, I, I recently gave a comedy friend. Do you guys know uh, Lenny Schmidt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Lenny uh, put a post up on Facebook about Dave Kingman, who was an old Cub. I'm a huge Cub fan. And Lenny said when the Cubs traded Dave Kingman, that was the thing where he'd had it with the Cubs, and he became a White Sox fan. <laughs> <laughs> and so... I, I happened to have, I knew I had in my stuff, because I, I met Dave Kingman at a celebrity golf tournament years and years ago, and I had an autographed picture from him. And, uh, at, you know, it had been sitting in my big binder of autographed sports stuff for years, and I sent it to Lenny because he was a big Dave Kingman fan. So, uh, oh, wow. But I know it's authentic because he signed it for me. So. Unless he was the <laughs> fake Dave Kingman. <laughs> it's yeah, it's kind of like the Temptations. There's uh, about seven Dave Kingmans touring yeah, around at charity uh, golf just, events. Yeah. There's so many Temptations. I actually did a gig, at so a many more gig with the Temptations, and one of the original guys was still alive at the time, and, and he was there. And then, of course, the three other guys singing with him were, you know, half his age. Or less, mm-hmm. and they weren't, you know, original temptations. Sure. So they, you know, it's like I, I want to find some joke about the seven deadly temptations. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the deadly sins or the yeah <laughs> original sin. Yes. Yeah. I'm getting my religious metaphors. <laughs> yeah, they get no, they, yeah. Yeah. On the March 29th episode, you did a whole thing about losing friends on Facebook. Oh, we did? Did we? oh, yeah. Yeah, you talked about it a little bit. And okay. I decided that I would call my list. So oh, I started wow. going. I got, I'm not working. I haven't worked for seven weeks now. I got a lot of time to fill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the to-do list. <laughs> so I was on the to-do list, and I went through my list of people on Facebook and started like, I went from 5,000 people the max down to just barely over 3000. I got rid of 2000 people. Wow. Wow. And I mean, not, the, not literally, we got to be careful how we use that phrase. <laughs> well, one, I was amazed how many dead people were on my friends list. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. You were, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not, we, I'm not amazed, but anyway, keep going. <laughs> no, but I mean, and I'll admit I'm an older guy. Right? I'm, I'm a lot closer to 80 than I am to 50, which is a scary thought. Uh, but uh, it was amazing how many dead people were in my Facebook list. So uh, I got rid of them. And then I started. Well, how did you do that? Is there a filter? Yeah. I would have kept them. No, I, just, I, 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 I would get to somebody. I'll go, wow, that guy died. You know, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I go, man, that guy died like three years ago. You know, uh-huh. and, uh, some of comics, you know, a lot, a lot of my comedians have, you know, passed away and things like that. You know, you, oh, wow. like I was, uh, may he rest in peace, a very funny and nice guy, Max Alexander. Yeah, I remember I, I, Max. I, I worked Max, with Max. But, uh, but Max was on my friends list and I, Max passed a couple of years ago. Yeah. And so there, there were a number of comedians and 
fellow performers and other things in there who had passed away. And then there were this just incredible number of people where I go, that ain't a real name. Oh, there's tons of that. Yeah. And it was like the yeah. business. I go, how did that get in my Facebook? You know. And then, <laughs> well, it's then, one of my it's one of my favorite things to do is to yeah. look at when I get. I always open them up when I get uh, you know, uh, uh, get like a friend request from Candy Cinnamon. And, yeah, uh, there's a ton of those. Uh, yeah. yeah. And what yeah. I what I love doing though is opening it and seeing what other pathetic men. <laughs> For yeah, <laughs> but what other comics? It's usually a bunch well, of comics. Yeah, I, just, I, I yeah, oh yeah, and it's always a bunch of comics. A lot of my fake pages, you were friends with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, then, I was really friends. So. And then the third group was, uh, and I don't want to swear on your show, so I will use an abbreviation. The who the f is that? Yeah. You just yeah, yeah. Up and you kind of go. Who who is this? And you like click on them and look at their profile. They live in like Wyoming or some godforsaken place, and you kind of go, I have no idea who this person is. Why did I ever? You know. And then you look at like your mutual friends, and I don't even know any of their mutual friends. Just so they have yeah, yeah, but you don't. They're you, just fans. You, yeah, yeah. That's you don't think that maybe Those they friended you after a cruise. They said, "Oh, I'm going to be that, that comic was so funny." I'm going to saw your special. I have a fan page. Oh, okay. Oh, you know, I have if on, on when I'm at a, a performance, I say, "Hey, if you like the show, Jeffrey Jenna comedy fans on Facebook." Well, here's you know. here's here's the thing though uh, is that uh, if you want to show a post. To the people on your fan page, right? You got to pay for that. Yeah, but technically, mine is not a fan page; it's a group. Uh, I still think you might have to. Well, I, maybe I not. Don't, okay. No, I okay. never pay for anything. Nope. Well, we better get a fact checker. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't know, obviously. <laughs> a group. I never thought and of then, that. Uh, Hey, uh, it was cool to see that Jane uh, won the serve contest. Yeah, wasn't that a freak? It, it, Jane's yeah. a mutual friend of ours, Matt, that, uh, yeah. that oh, won really? the, 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 the well, serve. I'm suspicious the... now. So yeah, it does sound, it does sound suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is a, she's a great suspicious. gal. And, uh, and 38 ounces, man, sad. Sad. <laughs> yeah, four hundred dollars. I, I understand that it's a hobby. Oh, we do now for sure. But we know it's a hobby. That's not even a half a gallon, is it? Oh. It's a little more than a quart. Oh, can't even. A little bit more. Actually, uh, yeah. even a little, littler more than a liter. Uh, I know. Uh, That's sad. Very sad. But <laughs> then you guys got into a discussion in that episode about hot peppers, which is oh, yeah. Yeah, something I I'm like Tim. I have uh, I'm a hot pepper lover. Mm -hmm. I love very spicy stuff. Um, there's a pep the and I know that Tim, you're probably aware of this. There's a pepper rating system. Yep, the Scoville. The Scoville, right? And it yeah. goes from like nothing to like millions. Yeah. Like yeah. you get into ghost peppers and things like that, you're like talking millions of Scoville units. Right. Right. It's an exponential yeah. scale. Right. And then yeah. once when I was I was in South Carolina once with a bunch of guys on a golf trip and we went to a sports bar to watch football in the afternoon and we 
got some wings, and they had these things on the menu called atomic wings. Oh, man. Where, where, and it's a gimmick, but you had to sign a release. Oh, you <laughs> did. You had to sign a release to order them, that you will not sue the company, and they're not responsible That's for not any damage not. that the atomic wings would do to you. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm a guy who loves really hot, spicy food. They were almost inedible. Oh, really? That well, I think you signed the release, and now you sue them. You sue them. <laughs> How could that not work? I don't understand. Yeah. So, but it was fun. And uh, I, I, I wanted to throw in a story. Of, when, I, when I lived in Italy once, Tim was talking about drying hot peppers and make, growing his own peppers and that. So I'm down in Calabria, which is down in southern Italy, and I'm in this little village, and there's an old Italian guy. He's sitting there stringing red peppers, right, on a, on a string, yeah, hang yeah, up and dry. Yeah. And I, in my broken Italian, go up and say, hey, uh, are those really hot? Are those really spicy? And he goes, offers me one, says, here, try it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll try your pepper. No, that's I, not I, smart. I, I take I a little bite, yum, 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 and it just, my mouth is on fire. Yeah, I was like, what? what that's I, not... I like walk across the street to the public fountain there, and I'm drinking water. Oh, that's finally, a mistake. Finally, my mouth cools down a little bit, and I rub my eye. Oh, no. Which had the oil. Oh, from man. Pepper. Yeah, yeah, it'll, yeah. Now my eye is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. What were you? And I could just see that old man just sitting over there going, that American, yeah. <laughs> you think you know, hot, funny man. Yeah. <laughs> and was the public fountain drinking water, or did you yeah. then later? Oh, no, no. The, the, in Italy, there are many places where there are public yeah, yeah. drinking fountains and yeah. springs and you yeah. know, all over. Yeah, yeah I, I, I found that. We found that out when we were there. At first, I thought, why? There, no, but yeah. Yeah. Tons of places to get a drink of water out in the public there. Uh, uh, I, I wrote this down. Sometimes you just write things down. You like talked about what would you sell? You know, you'd sell your. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. I would sell if I if I could find a buyer. And in fact, I've thought about doing this, like uh, retiring from comedy and like selling my act to somebody. Because huh. <laughs> like, like, you know, I have maybe Sorry, we're laughing an hour and a half, ninety minutes of like really kind yeah. of evergreen family. Yeah family-friendly, yeah. funny stuff that, you know, here's the deal. For $150,000, I'll sell you 90 minutes of great, clean material, and I'll come and teach you how to do it for a month. Wow. After that, you're on your own. <laughs> wow. It's, I've, often, I, I've often thought that that's what, when, when Gallagher yeah. 2 was out there, is that's what I thought Gallagher had done. I thought Gallagher had started franchising his act. Yeah, but is, Gallagher too was actually his brother. Yeah, right? no, no, I brother. found I found that out later. But at first, I saw, I thought to myself, that is brilliant because you could probably <laughs> have you could probably have six Gallagher's working around the country, and you yeah. you, you, you know you got to buy the you got to buy the the Gallagher hammer. You can't you use any sledgematic. You got to oh, so you like got to buy a, a you got to buy a, yeah you got to buy a hammer from him, and uh, and a wig and a hat. And, so uh, the Jeff Jenna franchise. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you have to get the Jeff Jenna no, blazer. No, no, I, no because I, I think I remember that, and this could be wrong, I don't think it is, but that 
Rich Scheidner, when he kind of like got out of the business for a while, sold his act to Craig Shoemaker, maybe. Oh, for really? A lot of money. Huh. A lot of money. Huh. huh. And uh, so I, you know, I could be. I've been wrong before. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, well, that's why you're uh, the fact checker. That's, that's why. That's that's why. why. Listeners, yeah, no listeners, if you want to be, if you want to be a, a, a Jeff Jenna imp- imp- impersonator. Uh, act is for sale. 150 grand. Yeah. And if you want to be a Jeff Jenna friend on his Facebook page, do that. Yep. I'm sure. Why not? You hey, and a bunch of on dead his people. fan page. On the fan page, not on. How the, are we doing yeah. time, Tim? I got a couple more things I want to hit here before we get done. Okay, uh, keep going. Okay. Uh, one, you talked about Venezuela on uh, the episode. When was it? Uh, oh, it's the same one. A- April 18th episode. It was the same one where the syrup and the hot peppers. Sure. Uh, yeah. Somehow, oh, you got to. I think it was about the cruise ship that got. Yeah, hit. German cruise ship. Venezuelan uh, Navy boat. Venezuelan Navy boat sank. And yeah. uh, the drug dealing dictator was Noriega in Panama. Yeah, that's yeah. one of them. Yeah, there, but there's apparently. Maduro in Venezuela is a drug dealer as well. One I... of them down there just got. Uh, we, we, the U.S indicted them for for drug trafficking deal? drugs, one of them. I can't remember whether it's him or the guy in Chile or Peru or somewhere uh, down there. No, Chile and Peru don't, uh, well, Peru possibly, but Chile doesn't. They're legitimate, no. yeah. yeah uh, well, it's because you can't grow uh, in their soil. You can't grow coca. Or maybe they're just nice, too, Tim. <laughs> yeah. How about that the people in Chile are just nice? Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, I think the, the guy in Venezuela was just indicted. Yeah, could yeah. be. And yeah. uh, also, uh, you talked about on April 25th, you talked about defragging. Uh, Max, oh, yeah. you still defrag Max, except it doesn't. they don't call it defragging anymore. They uh, like when I look at my Mac and I'm uh, on there and I say, uh, oh, about about this Mac, you go up to the little Apple menu and it says storage and then it says manage your storage. And basically what that's doing is defragging your flash hard drive in your Mac. Yeah, no, but it it does it continuously. You don't have to you don't have to stop Uh, and close everything and run a defrag. But but, uh, you can do it manually on the Mac. Huh. You can go and manage your thing. And the word defrag meant it, that I always understood what it was. It was like when you deleted, let's say you had a document that you'd written in Word and you deleted the document. Well, that yeah. space still had fragments of data in it mm-hmm. from your old deleted right. uh, thing. Yeah. And when you defrag what the computer did was it went through and removed fragments that weren't being used anymore. Right. Right. All right. All right. right. Kind of the same thing, but it also takes pieces. It also, like like if you have a a 500 word uh, essay and uh, that you wrote and you had just deleted a 250, it'll stick half of it there and then half of it in another place. And then it also takes those fragments and reassembles them. Just puts them back to, Okay. Hey, but let's let's finish on an upbeat note. Oh, how about that Kim Jong Un, huh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's good. Hey, hey. He went out. All right. Yeah. So uh, he is he dead? Nobody knows. You don't know? We I, I thought for sure the fact checker would know. Somebody knows, but it ain't me. 
Oh, well, although, you're fired. <laughs> uh, well, you was, never know when a, you never know when a communist is dead or not. Yeah. They never they never like they never like uh, so it, like the Beatles. Be, you don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's like Paul McCartney. Is it, but it, I, it, I I re, uh, went in and researched some of the people that he killed. He once killed a guy who was like one of his senior military advisors who dozed off during a meeting. Oh, wow. And he huh. took the guy out, and he had him shot with anti-aircraft guns. I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, bit over the top. For, that, little, over. that guy's dead, for sure. Yeah. Huh. Then he killed his uncle in the same manner. And, he, and before he killed his uncle, he made his uncle watch him shoot a whole bunch of other guys with artillery or with anti-aircraft fire. And mm-hmm. poured the blood over his uncle until his uncle started puking. And then he said his uncle was too weak to live because he puked and put him out there and shot him. Wow. Wow. So, That's... so he killed one of his enemies with a flamethrower. Man. Nice. And another guy, he sick dogs on him, had dogs tearing up. This, this is a good. This is a it's good way to kind of like kind of like monkeys, huh? It, it's he's yeah, funny. He's was, funny to he's such... funny to look at with that silly haircut and the, uh, and, the and the goofy suit. But uh, yeah, he's just vicious. See, he's an alpha male. Is that what he is? He's, he might be an alpha. Here's the thing, too. I he's six. He's five feet six inches tall. Wow. Get this. He weighs over three hundred pounds. Oh wow. Boy, I bet he killed the person who told everybody that. That's squat, man. <laughs> you kill him like you don't. Squat, baby. Yeah. He's and, like a human and, Rangoon. And he is. Yeah. And, and, and finally, I just want to say this on the topic of Tiger King. Oh, yeah. Never seen it. Not gonna. Oh, well, no. okay. No, doesn't appeal to me in the least. Hmm. Well, I'm it's telling like, you, they have a few it's Kentucky. Like, it's like swamp people. You know, I don't know who watches Swamp People, but every week it's the same. Get the gator in the boat. Junior, shoot him. Shoot him, Junior. Who watches that? That's that's pretty close. Uh, I think that's it. I got uh, other little things here. I don't even know if they're worth bringing up here. Uh, That's Uh, okay. Well, Jeff, thank you for coming by and telling me how wrong I was. I always appreciate it. Uh, my wife doesn't do it enough, so I needed more facts thrown in my face between you and Google and my wife. But thanks for coming along. We always like that, Jeff. <laughs> yes, we do. That's, uh, that uh, wraps up uh, uh, the very special fact check segment of the Rule of Three. If you want to know more about Jeff, just go to jeffreygenna.com. Or if you want to know more about me, go to timslegel.com. Or Bent Washburn. You can look just Google B-E-N-G-T. I think I might be back up to number one uh, search result for B-E-N-G-T. Woohoo! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and uh, while you're at it, uh, give us a like. Uh, give us a like. Subscribe to the podcast. Send us an email. We need to interact with you guys. We know you're, there's at least a couple of you listening. And uh, tell your friends. Uh, we can always uh, we can always use the extra fans. Yep, we can. We need them. And uh, we'll see you next week. 